Don't get too close. I think we're pretty good right here. Okay. Maybe we'll back up a little bit more. Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. stuff. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Christine Guthrie again, and I'm here today because I have a bonus episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. So this is a long bonus episode for our podcast. Um, We're celebrating our year-long anniversary, and about a month ago, we brought together several of our friends who were all past guests on our podcast this past year. There were 10 of us in total, and we got together to have a little discussion about many things. Um, Some of the parts get a little into the weeds, I will warn you. Um, And also, probably if you guys know me and my friends, we were drinking. I I think that's pretty apparent. And this is kind of a long one, but we do have some good discussions. We touch on um, what we like to drink, our opinions about various food and drink. Um, We talk about music a little bit. We talk about people that we admire in St. Louis who we want to watch. And... Yeah, and then there are a couple random discussions throughout. Um, We were really fortunate that Steve Smith, the owner of the Royale, allowed us to invade his second floor to record here. So thanks so much, Steve. We appreciate that. And without any further ado, um, I'm going to introduce you and let you listen to our podcast roundtable. So thanks so much for sticking with us through this podcast. We appreciate it. I'm going to do a countdown or something. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we can do like, I don't know, maybe I'll put on some fun music. I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Is it recording? Oh, my gosh. Should we start? Hey. Oh, yay. All right. All right. Oh, we got a bunch of people here. This is, wow, this is like on a real radio cast. This is fun. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hi. 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 Hello. This is lovely that you all could make it. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time. Um, All right, so this is a podcast. This is We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things, and we're going to do it live. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And counting. Yeah, and counting. We got people here. So let's do like a round table and just everyone introduce yourselves. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start. Um, my name is Christine. I'm a singer and a piano teacher and a piano tuner and I am a food blogger and I eat stuff. I'm Samantha Preto. I guess we have to get formal. You can be a um, whatever you want. I'm the chef at the dark room at the Grand Dell. This is Steve. I am the owner of the Royale and a few other spots as well. I am producing this, well, I don't know if I'm producing, I'm, I'm turning dials for this <laughs> podcast. I am not a producer, I should not say that. <laughs> Cannot be held responsible. <laughs> so, thank you. I am Charles Guthrie, I used to be a, I'm an ex-starving artist, ex-line cook, um, ex-bartender, uh, um, ex-lots um, of things. I failed on a lot of things in my life, but... I may say I am a software engineer. I'm also someone who likes to eat and drink and hang out with awesome people, like the people here right now. And uh, I'm just, oh, I'm gonna stop talking. Even now. <laughs> do, you, do you like the band X? The band X? Oh yeah. I like the XX. X- Jamie XX. Or XX. No, okay. 
Fair. I got you. Theoretically. <laughs> uh, I'm Burke. Uh, I'm a writer and food blogger and uh, home cook who takes food very seriously and drinks and... Uh, uh, I'm Jody. I'm Burke's girlfriend, so I basically get to enjoy the food that gets cooked and tell him where he went wrong if he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's a very good sous chef. Uh, I'm Mikey Carrasco. Um, I cook food in various places. Uh, right now I'm cooking food a block away from the stadium at the Flying Saucer, St. Louis, where we have 200 beers. I do beer dinners. I have a beer brunch coming up for Father's Day. And when I talk about hip-hop, I'm talking about, like, Biggie and Tupac. I, I don't know what this new shit is that yeah. people listen hip -hop to. Hip-hop, don't stop. Um, but that's, you know, I'm old-fashioned like that, so that's about me. Hi. I'm Mary Bogaski, formerly Mary Bainey, but I've let that name go. <laughs> and I'm the owner of Yolklore and have done all kinds of fun stuff I'm sure we'll talk about later. And... That's about it. I love playing hockey. Interesting fact. Mm -hmm. Next. When Mary speaks about hockey, she speaks about ice hockey. This is John Bogaski, co-owner of Yolklore, and first and foremost, a human. I love cooking and pleasing people. Um, this is true. It is true. Good night, everybody. That's, that is also true. And we're out. That's the show. Thank you for having us. Hi, I'm Carrie Seracy. I used to own ice cream cakes, and now I just drive the truck around and do tattoos. And you have an awesome dog. I do have an awesome dog. Carrie did my tattoos. <laughs> yes. So now I know how you could to eat set. ice cream while you're getting a tattoo of ice cream. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So I don't know. I wrote you guys. I told you to bring questions for each other. I don't know if any of you did, but ooh, who's gonna start? Ooh. I did, hand. I did because I'm a good podcast participant. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I did that. because I was a reporter in a former life. Mm. So. My question to all of you is, do you prefer drinking beer or spirits? Mm. I myself prefer spirits. Yeah, um, this but is, you're uh, drinking a beer right now. Well, I didn't say I don't drink beer. Yeah. I just said <laughs> I prefer exactly. spirits. Yeah, you know, everyone falls somewhere on the scale there, you know. Yeah. Um, Yo, know, most of us do go both ways. I, and, uh, <laughs> I myself. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. That's true in real life. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there he is. But I myself, this is Charles. I love, uh, I love mixology. I love cocktails. I love the art of it all. And uh, it's actually been Urban Chestnut maybe turned me back onto beer a little bit. Like beer um, is something that, um, that. Uh, oh, hey, hey, everybody. Yeah, beer is something that. Um, I really, I like much younger, but I drink a lot of shitty, shitty beer because it costs like 25 cents a can or less. Like Schlitz. How Schlitz, old are they, you? 25 cents a can. I'm 40. I, it, <laughs> it's but, real. Um, Shop and save on Gravaway. They have this shit. It's like 80 cents a six pack or something. Yeah. And then when I went yeah, back to buy it because I realized how cheap it was, it was all gone. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was happy it was gone and sad. Hipsters found out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the price went up. I would have reached a new man. level of piece of shit old man at that point. I think if I would have actually bought some and consumed it, so yeah. it's okay that it wasn't there. But, but yeah, uh, uh, shout out to Urban Chestnut and also Civil Life. Civil Life Brown Ale is a thing of beauty. Um, it's just like they turned me back on the beer a little bit, but I still love 
just the mixology, the, the art of combining these things together, and it's such a subtle art. And what's this mean? Oh, go closer, you're saying. <laughs> well, you know, I was, watching the, I, was, I was watching the lines right there. I think we're doing pretty good on that, those lines okay. right there, but anyway. Yeah, um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say nothing. I just want to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that works. That's great. I feel like spirits are a promissory note for a beer to come, like a salad before an actual meal. <laughs> you know, like when when I see Jameson or Fireball or whatever shitty liquor that I'm drinking, I'm already thinking about the beer that follows it. Mm. You know, because I like I just like to consume mass quantities of. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. what situation you're in. Like if it's a tailgate. Yeah, give me a fucking lager or... Well, you're not going to be mixing old fashions on your tailgate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you do, you're an asshole. And the crevasses, like, and the crevasses of your truck. Asshole. That makes you a you're hero. That guy. That makes you a hero. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, no. Like, if you're mixing drinks at a uh, tailgate, it, like, it should be a highball. It should be two ingredients, I think. It better but, be watermelon, yeah. vodka, and Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> but, Malibu that be, that, but that being said, I still do really, like you said, uh, enjoy a well-made, crafted cocktail and uh, like a bar that respects that. Um, there's nothing worse than like one of my old, uh, one of my past uh, jobs. We had a Christmas party, and the bartenders literally didn't know how to make, like, three-fourths of the drinks that people were asking for, (laughs) and that's terrible. (laughs) People were giving the bartenders, like, the instructions, like, hey, so you do this much of this and this much of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is not what we should be doing right now. You should just be giving me... That sounds like John Taffer's nightmare. It sounds like a field day for a troll. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I would just sit back and troll everyone getting their shitty drinks and just like... Yeah, can you make me a Bermudan pelican? And then then they just pretend to know. When I see bad service, it's to the point now where I just think it's an opportunity for comedy. Like, I just... I I seriously don't care anyways. It doesn't even matter anymore. Which brings us to the simplicity of beer. (laughs) Well, it's not really so simple, is it? It's a very complicated process. But... It's simple to serve in a bottle or can. Okay. That's true. It is simple to serve, but it's actually probably harder to make right because you can't don't combine it with anything else. It has to stand on its own. Radler would say different. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. Here, here's my here's my ignorance right now. I, I, here's my ignorance. I don't know what a radler really is. It's it's, it's beer and uh, like and juice or yeah. It's, so it's not, in in it's Austria, real low in alcohol, it's like two point nine percent. It's like a shandy. Yeah, yeah. That's it a shandy. is like a shandy. It's not an actual beer. That's, that's and that's, that's, that's what the kids drink in Germany and Austria are Radlers because they, they split it on. half half with lemonade, half with beer. Yeah. or they do it with half Coke, half beer. So. I do it. Well, so here's a follow up question. Uh, what is everyone's favorite cocktail? Mine is the Bouvardier. It's a it's a Negroni made with bourbon instead of gin. That's one of my favorites too. But it but it you still has Campari. So now I don't have one. It has Campari, yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I can oh, abide by that. I love Campari. I hate I it. Just, it's, I, love it. <laughs> I love it on the rocks. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's too bitter. 
mine, I enjoyed it. Uh, mine is an aviation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's gin, uh, creme de violet, uh, maraschino liqueur, and lemon juice. And a properly made one is like the best thing in the world for me. Well, that's why I feel about the Bouvardier. It's something that you have to get just right. Regardless of the Campari, does overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you a, know, it has to be just. It's got to be balanced. You're yeah, right. it's got to be balanced. That takes a really good bartender to know how to find a very simple cocktail. Yeah. That you'd think it'd be hard to mess up, but it's actually very hard to mess ben, up. Ben Bauer at the Libertine, pretty much and when I walk in, I'll, yeah, I'll do, automatically, and he knows. I'll that, just show I'll, you this. Makes but this was one of my pre-planned <laughs> questions. Okay, Campari, yes or no? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. I'm still kind of getting into the cocktail side of things. I grew up in North Carolina where it's uh, liquor is not something you can find easily. So like when you're going like wine, beer, like cocktails, I would say wine or beer just because that's when I grew growing up, that was what was accessible. Cause mm. Unless you felt like being the shame of the town and going to the ABC <laughs> store. <laughs> You grow up Baptist and try to buy liquor and see how that goes for you. It's real. Like, when we worked there, people would say they they would go to the next town over to their ABC. Mm -hmm. So the church ladies or whoever wouldn't see you stopping off to the ABC. And just like but, all other religions, at that point you're a good Baptist and you don't recognize each other. <laughs> okay, I but, I, but I would say, I mean, <laughs> you like gin, right? Yeah, I mean, like I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, I don't have a like a really see, right? fancy favorite cocktail. I'd probably just say mine is gin and tonic just because like, I'm still like learning the mixology. So like, I'm still, still basic bitch. So I'm like, gin and tonic, please. Still learning. That's a perfectly yeah. good Since cocktail. I'm super basic then. Yeah. I'm like SoCo and Bud Light. <laughs> and don't tell Denise, but I like barefoot wine. What's one that has like a oh, fat bastard? I like fat bastard with a hippo on it. Oh, shit. That's good. I enjoyed because that as well. Because of the bottle, is that why you like it? Yeah. Yeah, because that's awesome. I like hippos. That's Branding that. matters. <laughs> you know that hippo wine. one. <laughs> that's the shit. Yeah. Uh, so you stole my favorite drink, so I'm just gonna go with my probably my first favorite drink actually, it's whiskey in glass in a glass. I think it's called neat. Mm. It's neato. <laughs> whiskey in a punch. It's really neato. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Depending on how many of them I drink, eyes. I get really neat too. <laughs> I love a good Greyhound, but mm. nobody ever has actual, actual like real grapefruit juice. It's always yeah, crap, yeah. so I never order one. Mm. The dark What's room that? at the Grand Dow. Mm. All right, real yeah, grapefruit juice. Oh. I, we we squeeze grapefruits every day. Right. I need to bring a bottle of vodka to work. I'm really I'm fucking up. <laughs> I'm like, I've been saying that for almost a year. I'm like I need to have a bottle of vodka at the in the office every day. Mm. My new yeah, goal in life is to squeeze grapefruits every day now. <laughs> you just set the new bar for me. Yeah, do it. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. thank you, Steve. You have to eat it with a veil. All right. <laughs> you just put out a plate of like looks like candied bacon. Oh my god. Thank you, Steve. Nice. It's a lot easier when you have a kitchen outside. Yeah. This is John, and my favorite drink would probably be an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Good choice. And that's about it. I like pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> And getting lost and in the rain. And getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Smell of the ocean. I like a St. Germain cocktail. I like drinking those a lot. That's all. 
That's all I got. Yeah, any drink that smells like suntan lotion, I'm cool with it. Yeah. We've been like the weird people buying squirt recently, just as like a mixer, but it's like the weirdest soda to like check out with. People squirt give you, like, and tequila will yeah. change your life. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, Christine, tell them about the uh, timing for us. Oh, so one time uh, Tyler Davis, who's the pastry chef at Element, uh, he, so he come over, I asked you guys to all bring a drink. He made us a margarita and he said he had it when he was in Mexico sometime and it's secret ingredient that the Mexican like shop owner use is they put squirt in it. I don't know. Also, it was amazing. Fun, it was like, great. If you go to the, uh, the Mexican Asian aisle that for some reason they relegate it to one thing, uh, but you can get Mexican squirt with real cane sugar. Mm. Ama- like... Amazing, yeah. That's the way Isn't to go. squirt grapefruit? grapefruit yeah, it's soda. like grapefruit soda. So what's the difference mm-hmm. between that and fresca? Isn't Definitely. fresca a grapefruit? Well, yeah. They have different fresca's flavors. Fresca's sugar-free. But... Mm. Fresca's more like a sparkling water. But, but still grapefruit. Like a flavored sparkling water. Yeah, it's Is still it? soda, yeah. It's, uh... Aspartame. Right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't eat that shit. <laughs> Which I used to think was pronounced aspartame. <laughs> Espermate. <laughs> Must be Italian. But you know, but, but yeah, that and uh, Haritos are great. Haritos, the Mexican like soda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the real cane sugar. Yeah. That's a great mixture as well. Cool. Oh my god. They're awesome. I'm sure everybody's gonna love the sounds of us eating. It'll be yeah. awesome. So yeah, go There's go at it, guys. There's nothing more that people love. And podcasts yeah. is well, chewing. Believe it or yeah. not, there's an Asian like porn genre that's only that. I, I don't doubt that. It will ASMR. I heard from like, somebody. Oh, okay. That's got to be porny, right? <laughs> I only heard it from someone else. At least it wasn't. Oh, next question, I guess. Um, Go. What is everyone's favorite um, comfort food? Mm. Um. For me, it's uh, it goes back to where I grew up. I grew up outside of Chicago, and it's an Italian beef sandwich. I love you. And it's just there's something about it. It's uh, there's a lot of places where it's you call it like a beef stand or a hot dog stand. It's it's an actual restaurant, but that's just what people call it, and um, it's amazing. You get it. You get the sandwich dipped in the. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. You get the sandwich dipped in uh, the juices, and and if you're not doing that, what are you doing? You're terrible. Let me uh, tell you something about not being terrible. <laughs> because I don't dip mine in juice, but I use I make beef confit. Yeah. I'm, wow. <laughs> He's like, okay. the, all right, you may have uh, changed my mind. That's yeah, that sounds do, amazing. And I do like, I'm. You guys will soon learn that I'm the pickling queen. Ooh, so do you do your own jardinier? So I we do, can pickle I that. do pickled sweet peppers, and it's a beautiful thing because that that vinegar cuts that fattiness of the beef, and it's it's just lovely. Did I mention the dark room at the Grando? <laughs> is that on the regular menu? Because if it is, it's still warm. of course it is. Yeah, I just I just left brunch, 
And I thought, you know, these friends of mine that I've never met, I don't think any Hi, of you. friend. Hi. I've seen yes, you guys all in, like, shows and stuff that we've done. Um, yeah. Drunk. But, um, I've seen your porno. <laughs> She's my new best friend. Chewing. Just chewing. How did that get out? <laughs> Streaming live right now. Mikey, can I have some of that crack dog? (laughs) I'll pass you the crack, sure. I don't know what it is about that shit, but like we eat it by the spoonful and it's really just butter, maple syrup, and salt. Mm -hmm. But it's that good. Are you going to split that? He's like, no, I'm not sharing. Does anybody else want some crack? I have to get a biscuit first. Um, Yeah. I don't know, my comfort food, once again, me just being like a terribly basic person, probably be just like chicken noodle soup. It can be homemade, it can be canned bowls, but like that's like the one thing that always seems to agree with me. It can be the middle of summer. I'm like, yes, give me soup. It's like, what? She does make a really good, like, homemade chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Like, that's my one big, or noodles in general are like my favorite food. So you mix it with broth, and I'm like, Mm. I'm there. We had, there, you had the soup at, uh, union loafers, like the chicken rice soup, and you're like, I need to go home and try to copy this. <laughs> well, but but you looked at it, like you didn't even taste it. You looked at it, and you're like, they made their own broth. Yeah. Like, you can tell. And you're like, this like is gonna be great. Out. And then yeah. yeah, you're like licking the bowl. And hey, it's, not <laughs> not really. <laughs> Maybe a little. Yeah. I don't know if I have a comfort food. It it just. It's, I think it's a mood thing for me. I have to be in a certain kind of mood, and then I want a certain kind of food. Mm-hmm. Like, four nights a week, and I'm not vegan or vegetarian, but I make this $4 bean dip, and I probably eat it four nights a week. And it's really like opening a can of refried beans, some Taco Bell mild sauce, because I'm a pussy, and some cheese, <laughs> and that's it. Sounds heavy. I don't have a hot mouth. <laughs> Yeah, but you do. it's it's that, it sounds good. <laughs> I'd like to differ. You're my other new best friend. You got <laughs> it, a firm mouth. Right. It's just the simple things, you know. And as chefs, I don't want to go home and cook a fancy meal. I don't want to go home and cook anything. But it's hard for me to go out and eat somewhere without critiquing everything. And I hate that about what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It is. You can't totally. turn it off. Like, there's, like, four establishments that I feel okay I can go and sit down and eat it. No offense to anyone, because I don't get out much. But, um, yeah, I, I pass this place all the time. And I've heard so many good things about Yolkor. So many. Oh, thank God. But I haven't. I just, you know, I'm a chef. I don't get out much. And if it is, it's after hours, and I just want to get shit-faced and go home. Amen. We can help you there, too. Don't worry, we open at 6 a.m. during the week, so when you're done when I'm, binging, when I'm done, it pops. Yeah, go through the, dri- go through the drive-thru, the drive-thru, we'll be there, we'll feed you. Well, don't come in, is that what you're saying? Hey, don't stop. If you're already in the car driving, don't stop and get out. Well, I stopped now, you didn't stop all night. <laughs> go fucking buy local. My favorite comfort food, oh, who's going to go next? Oh, I, Which way are we going? Catfish. Mmm. Catfish and <laughs> and fried deer meat, like mm. schnitzel. Those are... When I was growing up, my friend down the street, his grandma owned a catfish restaurant that their family had owned for a long time just outside of Austin. 
And I used to go there with him in the summer and help do chores and stuff. Mm. His mom was a server there on Saturday nights. It was a total family affair, you know. We, they had their own ponds, like, on the premises where they got their own catfish mm. to serve. And every night before service that I was there with my neighbor, Michael Blaylock, uh, his grandma, before service, would prepare us a whole catfish, you know, like mm. a whole cooked fish mm-hmm. with, um, you know, your basic soul food sides kind of stuff, macaroni and um, greens and okra and, you know, that kind of stuff. And to this day, I can't. I can't even walk by the the case at the grocery store with catfish in it. It's like kryptonite. Like I have to stop and eat it when I see it. It's 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 not an option. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, something about that. And the deer meat. My mom used to always make the deer meat when I was a kid. Um, the fried. She soaks it in buttermilk, pounds it out thin. You know, panko breads it and fries it. And I never thought about frying it like that. Yeah, well, you cook it hot and fast. It's really I mild. Up country as fuck like you did. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, someone's always got always deers there. in their freezer in Texas. Always. So, you know, growing up poor, southern, it was just like, yeah. you know. I grew up in southern Illinois, and it was always there. My dad was always out <clears throat> killing something. Yeah, and then, like, in the city, people would pay high dollar for something like that. That's just what we had when everything else was exhausted, you know? Right. True. <laughs> well, like, when you were talking about catfish, the whole thing I could think of was, like, those things are bitches to clean. Like, they're, like, yeah. <laughs> the worst fish. And a lot of people don't like them because they, you know, they kind of, they're bottom feeders. And I understand that, but it's like, I guess the experiences around me eating it as a kid stuck with me and to me that's a big thing about how I cook is I think memories mm-hmm. taste better than anything you could mm-hmm. put into a dish so yeah, I have some happy memories uh, I used to live in a town called Galesburg Illinois around Peoria I used to go into these golf courses they actually had uh, usually lakes that were actually were stocked with catfish and I'd go in there illegally just break in <laughs> and I would catch catfish and uh, they actually had vending machines around there they had worms mm-hmm. put in a coin nice. to get a couple worms and some dirt and I kept catfish, and I thought they were pretty easy to clean. I just chopped the head off, run the knife along its, its belly, and the guts would come out. I just put some some butter, some spices, some right on the barbecue grill, and there was a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My comfort food is macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I've never met macaroni and cheese that I won't. I wouldn't say that I don't like, but I still eat it. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. And my so, mom and my family, they always made this thing called spinach casserole when I was a kid. And it was like cheddar, like frozen spinach, cottage cheese, which I hate cottage cheese, everything about cottage cheese. And it was like this spinach souffle is what they called it. There was nothing about it was souffle. I think there were eggs in it, and that was about it. But nothing about it was a souffle. And so, they make it every holiday and it's I still like hurt myself on it every time it's like salty and cheesy and spinach and creamy and again not a souffle but it sounds like whatever that's a spanakopita except like cheesier Mm. like like cheddar cheesy Mm. But good because I think spanakopita is disgusting. I love spanakopita, (laughs) but you know it it would be like like super cheesy spanak. Like if they wrap that shit in phyllo dough, I would just die right now. Like maybe maybe I'll start doing that. I think. Do you have a place like in your heart for like blue box like craft mac and cheese? Craft mac and cheese. One box equals one person's one meal. So I'm not sharing I was just my wondering box. because I know there are kids that like 
literally don't eat anything else. I that. yes, I that was me when I was I, younger. I always have it in the cabinet. Yes, and um, my fondest memory of Kraft mac and cheese is as a kid growing up. My my dad always had Thursdays off, so he watched us. It was like me and my sister and whoever else. My mom actually babysat, so he watched like five kids on a Thursday. And he would always mac- make macaroni and cheese for lunch, except my dad, like, I wouldn't say he can make macaroni and cheese. So what he did, he'd stir it. By the time he was done, they were like, chunks of the powder like throughout it and I just all I remember is like eating chunks of powder as a kid and somehow like grossly liking it and as an adult we finally told my dad I was like dad you know you never got like the chunks of cheese out and he was like why didn't you tell me? I was like, uh, I don't know, because we thought that was because really was the best nine, you could do. We liked it. it was. That's what he could do. That was it. We were like, you can make pancakes and you can make chunky mac and cheese. I wasn't arguing. I got used to it. And he would also make us ugh, peanut butter and butter sandwiches. Gross. You say gross, but it's do, not. No, it's my. My dad used to make us the exact same thing. Oh my god! I and haven't good. eaten it since then because <laughs> I'm scared I might actually like it. Do you mean butter or a- as a kid it was right. like country crock? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Margin. Well, I used to eat mustard sandwiches. Yeah. Have you ever had a peanut butter mustard sandwich? It was in a book we read when I was a kid about this girl who's, I don't know, something like her cousin came to visit and they didn't want to hang out and she was really pissed because her mom made her whatever, hang out with her cousin. So she tried to like get him to leave her alone. He's like, here, eat this peanut butter and mustard sandwich. And so I started making them. They're wow. not very good, but it does bring me to my comfort food, which would be peanut butter. Always peanut butter, peanut butter apples, peanut butter chocolate, peanut butter fucking on peanut butter, peanut butter on a goddamn spoon. Chunky or smooth? Chunky. But I'll eat both. I don't care. Um, No, my comfort food would be Italian red sauce with pork bones in it that I get to suck all of every good little nook and cranny of... Good night, everybody. Eat it. Edible and I think we just got very the explicit goodness tag. that's of bone. I just love bones. Sensitive listeners be advised fr- tune out during the hours of you know, <laughs> now until this is over. So what's your favorite place to get uh, bones or bone marrow around here? Um, I like going to Ballyards Meats and Provisions. Uh, all Missouri pasture raised meat, the pork, the pig trotters, and the beef neck bones. They give them to me special because they know how they like to make that sauce. They give them to me special. Yeah. <laughs> At Bullyers, they call my sauce blood. It so runs you're, through you're saying, my you're veins. You're seeing your golem from Lord of the Rings right now. I'm not going to make that claim, but other people might. So have like, have you ever thought about uh, they do like the burger battles? Uh, are you going to get in on that or? Well, I've never been invited, but I wouldn't decline. Okay, an so bulliards. You we heard it here first. They're, they're sick of John Bo with bulliards. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is qualified? Yeah. We had a burger as our special last week, and it was dank. <laughs> uh, what? What? What was on it? Well, I had um, roasted garlic aioli, which I made with lard. <laughs> 
And then Sounds we had amazing. a perfectly seasoned patty with our Yolklore house salt secret recipe. I'm not going to divulge. Is the secret ingredient salt? It is not. Oh. The secret ingredient is secret. <laughs> and then I went ahead and made a bacon gastrique, and that, that was the burger that we served on our ciabatta with a little bit of pickle. Fantastic. So, yes, Chris, if you listen to this in about four to eight weeks when it comes out, <laughs> next summer I would happily do a burger battle. All right. Cool. My favorite comfort food are barbecue potato chips. That's wavy, all. Uh, wavy or not wavy? Not Ooh. wavy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Probably the Lay's, but yeah, yeah any type will really do. I will plow through one bag a year. And what? Oh. <laughs> Hell yes, wrap snacks. One bag a year is not that much. I know. I, I get strange cravings for it. It doesn't come that often. No, I'll, bu- I'll buy one bag and then I'll take it into my room and then it'll be gone about 30 minutes later. So that's all. That's the only way I know who rappers are anymore either is by the Chips. empty rap snacks bags <laughs> on my bedroom floor. Yep. Hey! hey! Oh my God! Someone's here. Yeah, hey everyone, Billy just Someone's arrived. Someone's new here. Oh, hi. Oh, good. Oh, good. We were running out. Yeah. Oh, uh, could our new guest introduce himself? Yes. I'm Bill Foster. I'm uh, one of the makers. Oh, yeah, speak right into it. I'm Bill Foster. I'm one of the makers of Big O Ginger Liqueur. Kathy can't be here. Sorry. That's okay. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. Thank you. Oh, let's ask him the question. What's your favorite comfort food? My, oh, my God, I ate it today. Yeah. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Had some today in uh, uh, St. Genevieve, uh, outside the distillery. Nice. Pretty cool. Lots of fun. Have you been to Gallagher's? I've not been to Gallagher's. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's my guilty pleasure is fried chicken. Hmm? <clears throat> oh, no, it's actually a... It's South. in Columbia. Columbia, Illinois. Uh-huh. Oh, Steve's leaving, but he, maybe he has an answer. I don't know. He'll tell us later. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who is the next question? I, or sh- I have a question. Yes. What's your, what's your guys' Snapchat? What's Snapchat? <laughs> Yolk Lore. <laughs> Y-O-L-K-L-O-R-E. Yolk Lore. Okay. What's yours? What's your Snapchat? I don't have a Snapchat. Oh, okay. I just thought if you had one, it's important, you know, to... What the fuck is Snapchat? It's a Uh, platform to send dick pics that disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't have Uh, it either. I I just wanted to know what y'all's was. I think mine is Whiskey Arcade, but I'm not sure because I turned my phone off. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, we uh, we surpassed one, but we didn't have to stop using it because we're old and we didn't quite get it. Yeah. Do you have another question? (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying he came with questions. What's the what's the most anybody's ever paid for a either like a CD or a record or just any music item Ooh. or and also a concert. What's the most you ever paid to go to a concert? $105 for the concert. It was a Perfect Circle at the Red Rocks. I didn't even really know who Perfect Circle was. I was talked into going. I was kind of dreading it. 
and it changed my life. Mm. It was amazing. Mm. End of story. Anything on the Red Rocks is usually pretty good. Even the shitty band, but A Perfect Circle is a great band. It was like kind of drizzling a little bit. I was pretty drunk. It was like, like I was transported to outer space for Perfect. those couple hours. It yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds amazing. Do festivals count? Sure. Probably. Yeah, it could be a house party. I mean, with, right? I mean, I, I mean pro- probably uh, the Shaking Knees Festival in Atlanta. I got to see, I don't know what I paid, like 150 bucks or something, but I got to see the replacements. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I went to their stage an hour beforehand to get to weasel my way closer. Uh, and then. For those who can't see, he's a very short fellow, so he has to be <laughs> close to the stage to see over people. True. um but but so i got like maybe 20 feet from the stage and it started raining Mm -hmm. but no one gave a shit like everyone was so like hyped to just see the replacements live and then billy joe from green day played with them Mm -hmm. uh and it was amazing and i talked to these kids these 16 year old kids who drove from Louisiana to Georgia to see him. And then I let him know. I was like, yeah, my brother lives in Minneapolis. Like, he lives a couple blocks away from the Stinson house, which is the uh, the cover of Let It Be, where they're all on the roof. And I was like, yeah, we, like, we walked, we've been by there. And they were so, like... They were so just like happy to hear that. It, I don't know. It it was amazing. It I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I think the most expensive thing, probably not a piece of music, but a concert. I went to uh, eight or nine years ago. I went to the Pitchfork Festival in Chicago. At the time, it was with my then boyfriend, who then a month after we came back became my ex boyfriend. So, are, are you talking about Ben? Yes. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was overall a terrible weekend. Next. Who else? I'm not musical like that, and I'm frugal. I don't like to pay more than like 30 bucks to go to a show. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you better put my ass on a lawn seat somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to be a stagehand, so I've seen a lot of shows yeah, for free, I, and I'm, I definitely not into paying to I've go. I've been to, to a lot. Them, I've been to some strange shows. Like I was 13. It was the year that Jerry Garcia died. My mom took me to Chicago to see the dead because she's mm-hmm. a hippie, a stone cold hippie. That's cool. And uh, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I will have to say. I saw the dead play, I mean, after Jerry, but I I've saw the dead play at a Willie picnic in Spicewood, Texas one time. I saw. And Neil Young and Willie Nelson played that I weekend. I saw was, um, the dead here with Willie Nelson, and Joan Osborne stepped in for Jerry Garcia. And mm-hmm. how cool. fucking cool is that? And I'm, I'm not a huge dead fan, but I really into, the, I like the pizza tapes. Yeah. That stuff's really good. Um, and the one album that I've probably spent the most money on, I think we were talking about this earlier um, downstairs. I was talking about how the Royal Isle always has good music on when I come in. And oftentimes there's really deep 
create kind of music that I have to Shazam when I'm down there. And I usually leave here with at least a new song or two in my playlist. So that's one thing I like about this place. Um, and um, <clears throat> a song came on from the Funkadelic album, Maggot Brain. And it was one of the songs, I don't even remember the name of it, but it's one of the songs in the middle of the album. And uh, yeah, that album I bought on CD at Cheapo um, in Austin like a long time ago. It was like $17 and it was used. And um, yeah, that, that's the best uh, Funkadelic album. It was the last album that Eddie Hayes was on and uh, the guitar player and uh, before he died. And uh, I mean, I love all Funkadelic, but that album is just, I mean, it's just amazing. Like the yeah, guitar cool. on it is just, yeah. there's nothing like it. So um, I think George Clinton told Eddie Hayes to pretend that he was informed that his mother had died and then that she had been reborn and like that's the premise of the whole album and it's not a real long album you can sit down and listen to the whole thing and it's just kind of like this crazy story you know and uh it's just i don't know it's pretty good but that that's the most expensive like actual cd i think i ever bought and sometimes you're just like eh, you get stuff on the internet but sometimes you're just like i'll spend 17 bucks on that i'm so old that <laughs> i remember buying vinyl yeah, for cheap. <laughs> well, I mean, back, you know, 40 years First ago. First run vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I gave Kathy's uh, engagement ring was a, a stereo system from JC JCPenney's. Nice. <laughs> Which we still have, by the way. There you go. And it still works. And we, can, we, have, uh, we have some really wonderful vinyl, you know, the, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller and Joni Mitchell and a lot of the folks from when I was younger. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I paid, ever paid any more than 15, 16 mm. bucks for, for, yeah. for, for sure. that. 20 bucks for a CD, perhaps, yeah. you know. But yeah, that's nowadays, pretty on the high end for a CD. Yeah. yeah. Um, nowadays, though, you know, 99 cent for a cut off the internet iTunes somewhere. Or, iTunes yeah, or something Spotify. like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's and sometimes yeah. I'll buy a whole album if it's really good, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fairly rare. Yeah, yeah my... Uh, well, I'd say the, not necessarily the most I ever spent on a concert, but the best concert I ever saw was Los Lobos and ZZ Top in the Quad Cities. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. I bet. I love ZZ Lobos. Top. Was just, they're consummate showmen. They're just incredible. Yeah. I love them. You know, just, yeah. uh, just so tight with everything The belts do. that the guitars hook into when they I, spin their guitars that they have. Well, yeah. yeah. They, 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 oh, they, my they, gosh. They oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had beards all the way down to their feet, just sure. giant white beards. <laughs> and they were just um, so tight with everything they did. Just a perfect concert. And Los Lobos was great band as well mm -hmm. this is a great great concert and i was fought up but um i so much enjoyed it and like it's in my mind in my mind the great, great concert i ever saw actually guar did yes. a great concert too i've been to a guar concert um, i was covered with purple goo but i had but i wore a white great. shirt to the guar concert <laughs> and i had purpose. it fucking on my room wall for years afterwards <laughs> <laughs> it was like all purple and brown and shit yeah, you know exactly, like yeah yeah, I remember they, uh, they so raped Barney on stage. Um, Gore was the shit. <laughs> I probably have to edit that one out. Gore, not to be confused with the band War, who's also amazing, but yes. a whole different category of music. <laughs> Just slightly different genres, I guess. Carrie? What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're quiet there. I'm cheap also. <laughs> so I used to get into shows, I think, I don't know. I don't even remember. I was also a drunk. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm broke and I don't really do anything except sit on my couch and play with my dog. Yeah. I saw the replacements though for like $10, not 100 <laughs> Nice. 
But that was like 25 years ago. <laughs> I am also cheap, but uh, growing up in North Carolina, like Asheville was like a really nice place for like artists and like they had a lot of small venues. So even though it would have like good artists come through, it wouldn't be like a high ticket price. Mm. So like one of the first concerts we went to together was Jimmy World at the Orange Peel in oh, Asheville yeah. for like maybe 30 bucks, if that. And oh. like right next to the Ashpeel is Wicked Weed Brewing, which yeah. he oh, yeah. just bought. Um, but it's it, it's amazing. Like they have two levels, and the amount of beers that they have there. So Wicked yeah, weed is like second to none too. They have it's so good. Really so we're good sitting beers, there yeah. having like these craft beers, and we can hear Jimmy Eat World doing like their sound check next door. And then like when they were done, we like just headed right over. The thousands of dollars that I spent on music in my entire life accumulating through the hundreds of shows and two spent eardrums. <laughs> That's it. We just went to Explosions in the Sky, and Mary was transcended again. So those tickets were free. I wanted to pay for them, but we weren't allowed to. So I'm all about the free shows. Carry in a drum kit, go backstage, carry something in, and they just let you right in. And then you just go to the bar, and you're in a show for free, people. Jeez. Just wear all black and carry a crescent wrench. That'll get you in anywhere. Get you in anywhere. Into most expensive concert and most expensive piece of like CD or vinyl or music, you know, music, actual music that you own. I think the Run the Jewels album I bought was pretty pricey. <laughs> they're, they're asking full freight for those things. Yeah. Great album. Um, Which one? Uh, that was number one. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't got number three. You gotta like wait in line or something yeah, for that one. And then the most expensive concert I went to, it used to be in the, in the concert business, but the most expensive one I actually paid for, because I'm like you, you know, why pay if you could just, you know, pretend you're working? Finagle. <laughs> I believe it's called finagling. Yes. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'll work the merch booth, whatever that means. I sell merch. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I remember it was a it was an atrocity up in Chicago at the uh, at the horse track. They had a bunch of like Irish rock bands. Uh, I don't know, way the fuck out there somewhere, man. I mean, it was not in the city. It was out, uh, I think, like in western suburbs. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Like uh, Wheaton? No. No. I think it's Arlington. Yeah. 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 I think it's opened and closed a few times. They may have made a casino out of it now. I don't know, but it's like a bunch of Irish rock bands, and it was a, a mess of like pink, turning pink, people of Irish descent, uh, uh, completely <laughs> hammered. <laughs> What? We're, we're the yes. worst. <laughs> no, we are. We, we, we are not ready. I mean, we were just outside of Chicago, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, it was, it was like, you know, Shane McGowan and the Pogues and stuff like that were all playing. And speaking of drunk, yes, that was, that was it. And it was a bit of a mess, a total shit show. So, but, uh, yes. Okay. Thank you. People drunk at an Irish rock show? <laughs> Go figure. What the hell? <laughs> Actually, I was at church last week. And this lady next to me lit a cigarette. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like the pastor was talking. She just lights up a cigarette next to me. Could it you was, please tell us what church you I went was, to? I was so shocked that I almost dropped my beer. <laughs> it might have been Church's Chicken on Del Mar. I don't know. <laughs> 
I went to a wedding down in uh, Iron County. I don't know if you all have been in Iron County. Yeah. Um, and you walked by the keg before you sat down for the ceremony. <laughs> Temptation. <laughs> Seriously. Me not to <laughs> drink before uh, yeah, church. Yeah, boy. We were plotzoed before they even said the vows. It was amazing. <laughs> they were too. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Nice. Oh, yeah. I have a next question. Maybe I'll talk about foodie stuff here in St. Louis. So thinking about you guys can um, think about people who own restaurants or bars or whatever. Who do you think are people to watch in the next year in St. Louis? And you can say yourself if you want to. Yes, it's okay. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> are we watching you? I'd like to watch the chef at the dark room. I hear oh, yeah. they're doing a lot of good things down there. For sure. She makes these amazing avocado <laughs> things for brunch, I heard, with... With like the egg in it and stuff. That's and they really make good. their own crack. <laughs> the crack is excellent. Go for the food, stay for the yeah. crack. There you go. Mm. We only play Master P in my kitchen. Na 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 na. Admirable. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm not even drinking. I just want y'all to know. Uh oh, I am though. Yeah. Christine can drink enough for both of us. You just pulled like you should pour like four shots of Big O right there. So? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh-huh. Don't judge me. And, and and that's why I married her. I love her very much. <laughs> I She's thought it was because she made googly eyes at you. Googly yes, eyes. well I made googly eyes at her. That's how I first met her. Backstory to come later. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else have an answer? No, man. Besides Miss I think that's why my relationships never work because I just Google stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always on Google, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, this is a very hard question because there's so many people to watch in St. Louis right now. There's so much going on. So many very skilled people. Uh, and also, there's more money coming into St. Louis in general, I think, to actually make that happen. And people in general are more interested now in things besides Applebee's and McDonald's. Thank God. Yes. And there's actually, it's really picking up. And um, I think it's just, I don't know, it's almost like the whole scene. And just, there's so many amazing people like, like Ty Davis, you know, Tyler Davis, this amazing mm. guy. And like people seated at the table right now, and like uh, Tim Wiggins, and like Matthew Koch, and like, of course, Joshua Johnson, Sasha Alms. Um, like, I just appreciate you can name everyone in St. Louis right now because it's just, re- everyone's really amazing things. And, People are waking up to how amazing St. Louis is for like a foodie destination. You know, low cost of living, good jobs, you know. There's so much here. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think it's changing from when, not to throw your former coworkers under the bus, (laughs) but there are some people in the sticks who just view it like as a war zone past 170. And that's not, that's not even remotely true. Like, it makes me sad. Like, I'm... Like, I worked uh, west of 270 for a while in Creefcore, so lots of, like, really rich white people. And, yeah, like, one year we were having Halloween and we are going out somewhere, and one of my coworkers like, oh, you live, like, near the Bolivar Place. You don't have to go out on Halloween. Your neighborhood's scary enough. I was like, uh, yeah. well, Whoa. shit. Yeah. Whoa. It is not. It is not. No, it is. Perfectly fine. Um, See, the, the, out in the county is a much scarier for me. 
Not not that I just like the county, Agreed. but it's just yeah. a lot a lot scarier. Yeah, yeah. I feel but comfortable in the city. Yeah. I, it, I've action. never felt scared in the city. I'm coming Me from too. like middle of nowhere south. Yeah. So yeah. like this is not, yeah, this is not scary. Exactly. Um, um, sorry. No, to, to actually answer the question, I don't know. I, I would probably say Urban Chestnut. I just, I just love it. Um, I wrote a piece on it that I, I just love the unabashed, like Germanness of it. Uh, since yeah, wool. yeah, we get states. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, Edelweiss. Yeah. Edelweiss. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like it because so much of that culture was basically erased after two world wars and Florian came over here and he's like, no, I'm going to do a lager and uh, a vice beer as our flagships. Who does that? No one does that. And it was super successful because it's amazing. It's uh, and like still when I go home, my brother asked me to bring urban chestnut. I'm saying uh, they've got the in the Grove, they have like their main, you know, brew house, but then they also have next door, it's the- uh, Oh, the, uh, the Urban, urban Research yeah. Brewery. Yeah. Yeah. They have pizza. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Shout outs to Mike Belfield, who runs the kitchen there. Yeah, it's, it's a nice place, like, if you, know, you just yeah. need a bite to eat, it's like a great place to just stop by. But yeah, and then they're like, well, the pizza's good, but and also Andy they're Fair experimenting is the chef. with the beer. Mm -hmm. Andy is the chef and the GM of all that operation. He does a fantastic job. We did a beer dinner last year with them and um, Sergio Nakayoshi from Mango. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of the host, you know, sous yeah. chef or something. Um, we paired Peruvian food with German beer, which was weird, but not really that weird. When it came down to it and we actually did it, everything went really well together. It was... It Sounds was, good. Was, yeah, it was great. It was, I think who I watch, for one, there's so many people. I couldn't just say one. I mean, it just wouldn't be right. Um, I try to watch everybody. And I feel like this town's almost small enough to do that if you try. Um, but one of the things that I really like and enjoy with people that make food or beverages or you know anything in this industry um, is people with good intentions and um, good identity in their cooking. Because, you know, you can know how to make something really well. You can be the best at making this, but do you love it? You know what I mean? Like, um, I think when people do stuff that they actually like, instead of trying to, like, impress people or go into, like, follow a trend or try to, you know, well, this place has this, so I need to do some rendition of it or that, you know, um, which is fun, too, actually, to do those kind of things. But I, I feel like at the end of the day, when people cook or when they make things that are dear to themselves the output's always going to be really good. And um, because if you've eaten something over and over again, then you know all the nuances of what makes a good one and what makes a really good one and what makes an awful one or what makes one that you just don't like because you like it another different way. I mean, it isn't really, there's no absolute end all, I think, on any of food, which makes it kind of infinite, you know, um, where it can go. But, uh, yeah, I, I like people that are true to themselves and... Um, could care less what um, the critics and everybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. I like people that aren't scared to make mistakes, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah fuck them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That's, that's what I like. I like people that just kind of follow their passion. And um, I feel like you see a lot of people, and it's been said probably before, that a lot of people in St. Louis, they follow 
things that are like five years old in New York or LA, you yeah. know, and then they, it happens here, um, in some other way. But, uh, interesting <coughs> thing is since I've been here, when I post food that I think is like Midwesterny, you know, like food that I might've even adapted kind of for the crowd here because, you know, kind of give the people what they want sometimes, even though it's kind of hypocritical what I just said. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you kind of play for the crowd sometimes, especially yeah. Yeah. if you work at a place that needs to make money to exist. There you go. It's, a, um, it's that filthy lucre that we have. But the thing is, is like when you, when, when I post what I think is like Midwestern stuff, some of the really hot restaurants in like LA and New York, like on Instagram are all over that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're, they're doing. It's like, we're trying to mimic them and they're trying to mimic us, you know, and for a good reason. That's so right. it kind of gets back to the notion of comfort food. Because there yeah, really is, yeah. there really is comfort food, and, and people respond to that because it it makes them feel warm and at home. And the Midwest has this kind of a, a sense of comfort. And uh, people yeah. who have left the Midwest, gone to the coast, I think they want it. It's hard to leave this for something that's more expensive, tiny on your plate, uh, you know, <laughs> and of and right. questionable origin. So yeah. sometimes you know. Uh, so, so I I really agree with you there. One person I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing what, what he does is Dave uh, Kirkland. Dave, uh, down, yeah, at... Uh, so that's part of, yeah, that's part part of our foundation. Group, I, um, I yeah. thought I had met you before. I think. Yeah, you have, yeah. You, have you been in since we reopened? I haven't been in since oh, we reopened. Oh, so beautiful. Yes, but his, that restaurant turn is beautiful. And big props to him and pulling mm -hmm. this together. It takes a lot, and he's and done it. He's done it. And, you know, he's the kind of person that will not... He's, he's exactly the kind of person you're talking about, I think, because he was at Bowood Farm yeah. and doing some cool stuff there, but then he, he found himself pressed by other forces to do things he didn't want to do. And his, he, that prompted him to move out on his own and mm -hmm. figure out how to do it himself, and I think now he's going to have the freedom to do it. I, yeah, he, I mean, it's, that's his. And guaranteed yeah. epic results are going to come out of that. Exactly. Every time. That's Always. And I, I think yeah, it's... I've that's how grandmas cook. You know, grandma's cook, grandma's cook with pure intentions and with that that pure drive behind him, right. you know, for a reason, for a necessity. It's not a game, you know, it just is. That's it. And, and uh, that's how you get that. I think it's no mistake that St. Louis has James Beard award winners for the Midwest region, like, you know, Gerard Kraft and Kevin Nashen. And I'm sure there will be more. You know, people who come up after them who are inspired. Yeah. Like it's like we're competing with other major cities, and they're still, they're winning. Very much so. I think there's a lot going on here. Interesting. We uh, can I can I jump in for just yeah. a hot second because we we're talking earlier about uh, the uh, about city county, and uh, the other night uh, we we just brought a brand ambassador in from New Orleans. First time she's ever been in St. Louis, and she said, "So where are the best?" Bars for cocktails, craft cocktails, cocktails. I'm still, I'm naming them. Royale's one of them. Boom. Uh, obviously, a famous bar, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, Planters House. But and I'm thinking, everything I'm naming is virtually within the city limits of St. Louis. Uh, and we took her to several places. Uh, I think probably tonight we'll be over here. I'm not sure. Uh, because we've been drinking a lot, <laughs> yeah. and eating work. a lot too. Is oh, it on yeah, the it's hard work, tab? really. It is, you know. I'm I'm suffering, 
but she was blown away by the quality of the cocktails going on in the city. And she's saying, this is spot on. And these people are being really creative. They're doing some neat stuff. And they're doing some great classics, too, the traditional. Uh, and they just have it right on with great ingredients, great people, and very enthusiastic. And she was just really knocked, knocked and out by I, that. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's almost a genre of this in, because, like, we subscribe to Bon Appetit, and I read Food and Wine, and like basically every other publication. But they do this shit where <laughs> some writer from New York comes to like Indianapolis, and then is like surprised and blown away by the scene. And I think they've done it with St. Louis too. And it's like, yeah, man, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we, city. we do. Oh, <laughs> like, they eat and drink in St. Louis. Like, and we got running water. It's like we can yeah. make we can make good and food really and cocktails good. and like beer here too. Really like, good. okay, it is not bad for some savages. <laughs> yeah. 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 These these flyover people. Yeah. Well, I knew they could make quilts. I didn't know they could make good cocktails. Uh, yeah. There's not even any ranch. <laughs> um, I call ranch freedom sauce, by the way. So, just in case y'all want to like, that's that's what we refer to ranch at work as freedom sauce. Freedom sauce. There you go. Don't. I call Jameson freedom sauce. Freedom and one I think both equally valuable. I agree with John. He brought up. Uh, a really awesome guy to watch. That's Ben Groupie, who took over at Absolutely. Ilium. Mm-hmm. And he's like, his background, we all come from the ACF, American Culinary Federation, which is totally separate from restaurant chefs and cooks. And for whatever reason, we brought this up the other night, but the ACF and restaurants, they don't like go hand in hand for whatever reason. And uh, Ben Groupie made that transition from I mean, he was always an amazing chef and competed worldwide. And I mean, where did, where did they just come back from? They always go to Erfurt, Germany for the Culinary Olympics. And Ben Groupie, a St. Louis born kid, represented the United States of America in the Culinary Olympics. Which is mm-hmm. people from all over the United wow, States yeah. that came together. So it's not only. And he was doing, the captain. Yeah, he was yeah. the captain of the team. Wow. Cool. And not only do we have James Beard Award winning chefs but we also have world renowned master chefs golden toke chefs and mm-hmm. acf card holding members who take on mentors for two to three year apprenticeships and teach them the ropes of how to cook and it's not just being a dishwasher and frying chicken it's actually yeah. there's a totally different side to the st louis culinary scene that 85% of people have no idea what's going on in the ACF world. And St. Louis has so many country clubs. I feel like we have more country <laughs> clubs than any other city. And they are doing million dollar weddings mm-hmm. with five tornade potatoes on every plate and fluted <laughs> mushrooms. They're doing food that nobody ever does. Chocolate anymore. butterfly yeah. garnishes on a yeah. fucking wedding cake for four fifty. Yeah. That's what's going on in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. And uh, Ben Groupe is a very down to earth guy. He really oh, is yeah. a wonderful person. So yeah. Yeah. but he made that transition from and really it's it's because nobody can actually go to a country club. That's why mm. nobody knows about it. But yeah. people yeah. work harder in those clubs than 
almost anybody else because as a restaurant owner, somebody doesn't like it, I can tell them to fuck off, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, sure. um, see you later, but not not in a country club. They walk yeah. in and you give them exactly what they want because they're paying a lot of money yes. for it and exactly how you want it. I mean, that's, you know, multiples, a blessing and a multiples, curse. Multiples, multiples, yeah. Blessing and a curse, yeah, but at the yeah. same time, I mean, like I said, people like Ben Group, there's all kinds of chefs in the country clubs mm-hmm. that just are mm-hmm. killing it and nobody... Mm-hmm. Like Dan Holgrave is one of the Old best. Morrison, Meadowbrook. He's one of the best Saint chefs Lewis I've ever Club. ever met, ever yeah. tasted his food in the entire city, mm-hmm. and and no one will ever know. You know what I mean? And that yeah. is like heartbreaking a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, that's the kind of chefs they are too. They're yeah. like, why would I have an article written on me? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I just want people to be happy, and and that's it. So. I would love to try to bridge that gap. I feel like I've always mm-hmm. been torn a little bit in between both. And now it's like I, I coached an ACF team this past year, the year before, and, um, you know, just going to the conferences and stuff. It's like I feel a little torn because I want these guys to, like, you know, I want people to see what they're doing. But at the same time, it's like, well, no one can actually go there and eat, so it's hard. But uh, Ben Groupie is – the shit and now he can <laughs> and now he can be there with Ilya and show everybody what he can do because he's like I mean we went we went over Christmas and it and because he was there we're like now we gotta go because we went before too but you know he did not disappoint he killed it mm-hmm. and again like you said most down earth dude yeah ever. totally he's yeah. just like you would probably think he's like a, a cowboy or something, <laughs> like a like a rodeo sure, sure. star. That's like amazing. When you meet him, he's like so, and then it's like, oh, you're actually a chef? No, but he's he's really cool, and his wife is a pastry chef as well, and she's always worked in country clubs, Alex. So yeah. it's one of those um, yeah. you just never know, you know. So I would recommend to anyone not married to marry a pastry chef. It is awesome. She makes me ice cream at home whenever I want. I get to eat pies all the time. It's I'm telling you, marry a pastry chef. To be fair, she is very much like an amazing baker. And like, I think they have so, a show called that. Yeah. Are we having a competition right now? <laughs> Oh, really? I don't, well, um, when you said like old Warson, like I, me working like west of two seventy, so like I got to actually go there. Like one of my coworkers mm-hmm. took a group of us out to old Warson, like to have like a little lunch for like a big. I can't remember remember the reason, but like it was such a good meal, and like it was a beautiful plate. And so like whenever you mentioned that, I'm like, I might have had his like his food and not even mm-hmm. known that, so, like yeah. because it it was like a super. Cause I don't know what I was expecting. I'm not like a country club person, so like going in, I didn't know what to expect. But I mean, just beautiful dishes and like wonderful flavors. So like now knowing that that's you know where it's coming from, I can totally see yeah. it. I mean, I work for John's dad at Westwood Country Club. He's a Golden Toke member. He's been, I mean, world renowned awards. Just went to San Francisco to receive this like international award for being awesome. You know, but it's like his, and that's how John grew up, you know, like that was the norm. So again, it's just growing up different ways and transitioning from that to the restaurants. It's all, you know, who you know, what you do. And all yeah, and also like a Matt from Edibles and Essentials. Like, that's my coworker. Oh, you work um, there. That's uh, no, no, no. Uh, actually, my coworker is his mother. 
So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, she's yeah. the one that took me to Old Warson. She's, uh, every day she comes in with some new, like, article that's been written about her son. She's like, look yeah. what I did now. Like, she's, like, the only and, person. And compared to, I would say, the other coworkers, she's very, like, when we make food at home or. Like, she's excited like, to see what I bring in for like, lunch. Like, what she got. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, like, everyone else who was sort of raised on, like, meat. And it just potatoes kind of goes over their like, head. They're like, that sounds like too much effort. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think but, but yeah, her son. Yeah, he's doing yeah. Edibles and Essentials. So like, she's actually brought a lot of his food to like our office events. Like she will have him cater. I don't know how he feels about catering, but it's his mother. <laughs> so he has to do it whether he likes it but or not. Well, he loves good. catering. He really does yeah. love catering. It's he's, part of his business. Yeah. He's got so much going on. Like every time he's doing a food truck now. Actually. That's what? that's what he that's a, he, he yeah, yeah that's what he's going to talk about scoop now. yeah <laughs> yeah that is a scoop because I, think <laughs> I was uh, told not to talk about it yeah. <laughs> so oh I wasn't sure she no. told me I didn't know well yeah. you know mothers they'll tell anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah that's his expansion and she yeah. has I don't know she doesn't really understand you heard it, it here first exclusive yeah but he's he's and, cool I've known him since he was teaching it at. at uh, at Lacole, and once he okay. left there, oh. it was like he Me. was set free, and he's doing so. He's doing some remarkable things. No, he's doing very some talented. really good food. And yeah. uh, if we're doing scoops, the uh, sandwich operation at Parker's Table just started too. So. Yeah, oh, that's wait, with, with, really? with Salumi Badu products. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah so, they're moving their operation yeah. now. From, oh, we're not too happy from, we live near and out moving. Yeah. I know that pisses me off yeah. because yeah, it's, I can I can stumble over there and right. have sandwiches oh, but now, but I, not anymore. I I love that place. Like oh, part, yeah. it, it, Parker's table is so warm and like they're just I, good people there too. Oh yeah, yes. I really yeah, like yeah, the folks at the, at Parker's table. Really. Wait, yeah. another person to watch. Uh, Jody uh, Werner uh, at the Improv Shop. Local comedy club. Actually, she's oh. a chef. She used to work at Salome Bedou. She moved over to the improv shop to work there full time around the kitchen there. So maybe, maybe not a good place to get some yuck yucks. Let's get some good, uh, you know, uh, good yolks. Yokies. Good, yeah, good yokies and yuck yucks. Yeah, good yolk yolks. Yeah, yeah. yolk yolks. Yeah, there we go. Uh, where is that? It is actually in the Grove right now. That's her new location in the Grove. Oh. It's opened up recently. Really? Comedy club? Yeah. In actually, the what? In the Grove? It's in the Grove now, yeah. Cool. It used to be, um, actually, I've been involved in Improv Shop for about five or six years. Um, so I, I haven't been involved for the past two years, because so I've got a lot of stuff I'm doing, like this blog and things. Um, and having a wifey. But, um, <laughs> high maintenance. Yeah, high maintenance. No, no, she's, yeah. Not, she's not at all. I'm high maintenance. I'm the one who needs to be talked down all the time. But, um, but no, like... Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's my ride. Love you, Billy. <laughs> but, but no, um, get the check later. No, she's actually a very talented chef, and like, uh, I'm glad she's got a place she can make her own now. So I really forward to what she's gonna do, and uh, that's cool. And I want some great comedies, great improv comedy, other things going on. It's a good place to go to, right in Hard to Grow. It seems like the right place for it too mm. yeah. yeah yeah there's an appropriate place for inappropriate humor yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i believe that would be the improv yeah. place yeah. yeah it's mostly fart jokes and stuff about genitals so it's, Ooh, it's right gosh. so i was wondering uh about this term um so the term foodie i ran into it sort of similarly uh when i was a teenager and i was very into 
Asian <laughs> food pours. It flows so easily. Oh my. Uh, I'll take one glass. Uh, so when I was a teenager, I was very into like. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour this for you first. Alkaline. <laughs> Say when. Say when. All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was very into like alkaline trios, smoking popes, uh, the Get Up Kids, uh, the Promise Ring, um, American football. American football. Texas is the reason. Mineral, and it was weird because it was this thing where. Everyone called them emo as a shorthand because you know what it meant, but it was also sort of derisive. Oh, yeah. And they never, but they never referred to themselves as emo. And I feel like that's the same thing that's happening with foodie. It's this weird fetishy thing. Well, and and uh, I love the, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, what does there, there was have this to do interview with, with Aziz Ansari <laughs> where, where someone from Vanity Fair was like what's the, the word fetish food? isn't weird that's <laughs> uh, why it's called a fetish otherwise it's just called something you love you don't put it in our underwear uh, we eat it yeah well it's I mean it's just boner landmines you trip <laughs> over later uh, <laughs> next stop ladies and gentlemen Bonerland USA <laughs> Like, you, you don't know what's going to happen. It's just, yeah, it population, uh, one big one. <laughs> I, I think I need an adult. <laughs> we get an adult. Um, but no, so, so Vanity Fair was interviewing him, and they're like, what's, what's the worst food trend? And he's like, foodie. And he's like, why do we get this weird, fetishy name? People that don't care about food should be known as food bozos. Okay. And, those are called and, helpers. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, those are called yelpers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'm, it's also I'm the last just noise wondering they make what... when they beat their ass in the back alley. Yelp! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like wondering what everyone else's sort of okay. experience with that word yeah. is. Well, I'll speak about this myself a little bit because. I tell people I have a food blog. They say, oh, you tell people, people where not to go, what places are terrible? I'm like, no, we never do that. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but basically, I just I want to make, not to say actually fuck you. I said it because I'm drinking. Um, but <laughs> but uh, we can cut the part out. Reasonable. Yeah. But no, I say basically we, we're really proud promoting what's good, what's positive, what's a great places, place to go in St. Louis. With, Which you is know. better. Well, then what's better, sure. but even just what, what, all places are great places. They hire people. That's someone's livelihood, that's someone's job, that's somewhere they go. It doesn't matter if it's actually a shitty place. Like the place I don't like, but people love it. So yeah, why plus, there's no to reason there? to perpetuate negative energy. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. And when I mean, you put it out there and you can't take it back, uh, I mean, it just ping pongs around of, and fucks everything up. So I, I would agree with that when uh, I've sort of taken a break from actually doing the blog because. Uh, what? What were you doing here? Come on. <laughs> uh, because like trying to find a full-time job is sort of my job now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I understand. Oh, that. Um, but, uh, but we need a dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking for a line cook, Weekends maybe 25 hours are a week. Must. Um, but the uh, if you want to be a real foodie. Yeah, real foodie. Uh, we we'll initiate. Yeah. Immersed. In, like in one it. of the last yeah. sites I did, I would like. Uh, I do an overview of the movies I saw for the year, and the thing was, like, I never really, like, I never went into a movie like, oh, I might hate this, you know, like, 
I pretty much knew what I was going to like and I wanted to be positive. And that's the same sort of thing with the food where you kind of do your research first. Where, yeah, I do my research and, what you're getting and into. like, you know, I want to go to the places that I think are going to be good. And, you know, if it's not, you don't have to publish that shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, you don't have what? And then Why would you do that? Second chance. Yeah. And not that I'm like a tastemaker totally. right. at yeah. all, but there are nice people at all. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but and it's know. much better to talk to a restaurateur or a cook or a chef or a server about your experience than to go yelp about it. Yes. I feel like it's unfair if you didn't tell anybody that all this shit was going on in your head. Why would you go write about it? I don't know. Mm. I, that's one thing that I really don't kind of understand because if I order something and it's not what I expected. I would tell somebody about it. Yeah, Just exactly. like in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. kitchen, if yeah. somebody puts a plate in the window and you're, you're the guy in the past running the window, you're not just going to be a pacifist like, oh, cool. You're going to be like, hey, why does this look like this? Like, yeah. fix it, yeah. you know? Yeah, fix it. I mean, I why wouldn't you do that to any, I mean, anywhere, especially a local business? I mean, and, yeah. and frequently, I'll wait until the end of the meal. I'll frequently wait until the end of the meal, and I'll go up to the server or the the. Uh, sometimes the host or, or whomever, and I'll just say, you know, th you might look into this because this was not what it ought to have been, right. you know? And if they're and good just, at what they do, they appreciate that. Right, they'll, yeah, and they'll take care of it. They're yeah. fine with it. I know we yeah. did that, uh, or I did that once at, like, I, Fratellini, and Clayton, and they were like, they were fine with it. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we still tip them what they deserved. And, and like, it was still a great meal. There was just like one thing with the entree, or not entree, appetizer that was a little off. And we told them, and they're like, yeah, fine. Like, we'll take care of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you just, is it too obvious to say, like, be a good person? person well I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do any of you remember it's that kind of hackneyed yeah, yeah. do any of you remember the uh, article came out in Riverfront Times I think it was Riverfront Times basically saying like what's some of the most overhyped restaurants oh, in yeah. St. Louis I, I remember oh yeah it was like a media backlash that was an idea it was an idea that happened at like a table like this when they were discussing and somebody posted that Right. And like said that they were gonna do this, and everybody blew them up for doing everybody that. They went crazy. Yeah, yeah, I but mean, there were there are other writers that were it. like, "We're not doing that." Like this was. I think everybody got closer too when that happened. They really galvanized a bunch well, of people. Well, really, the thing that was really bad is that their response to it all. They said like, "Well, we food writers have responsibility to make food better in St. Louis because of us. Food's gotten better." Whoa. Sorry, because of us, food is... There's an actual ride. There goes a river Random motorcycle game. The first yeah. joke. It's, it's a gang of food writers out there. Jumping the shark. <laughs> well, no, well, ba basically, um, they wrote back that basically it's been the food critics who have made this a great food town. I was like, well, no, you didn't. It's actually the chefs, mixologists, yeah. person tours who have yeah. made a great food town. You know, again, fuck you. Um, because I've been drinking, but I wouldn't actually say that because I'm a nice person. <laughs> I mean, I would. I, I look at it, I look at it like it's a tri like it's a triangle that makes it all good. You know, you have owners, employees, customers. Without all three doing a good job, and it's a give and take thing. Um, it, it couldn't be that way. And food is. We talked about it in the podcast I did with them by myself. The food is a trust thing. You know, when you when you go out to eat somewhere, you trust who you're going to. Give your money to for food, you know. And, um, so it's kind of it's an honor to cook for people because they trust you, and um, you want to keep that trust. So, so you do a good job, you know. And Absolutely. I think uh, 
without all three of that equation, like couldn't we couldn't have. I yeah, I think the, the customers are probably one of the biggest driving forces that from you know when we first picked where we were gonna gonna go, we were gonna go in Crestwood. It's like one in the county, two in Crestwood, and everybody was like, "Are you fucking crazy? Like <laughs> you're never gonna make it in Crestwood." I grew up in South City, John grew up in South County, and I'm like, you know, we have a ton of friends here, a ton of people that are like, mm -hmm. if you opened here, we would love it. And really, we just trusted that economy, mm -hmm. and we always wanted, like, a community to support us. I mean, I think that's the only way that you, as longevity, is if the community supports you, and, you know, I just... I had an inkling they were pretty fucking sick of Denny's out there. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, and so we took, fresh and fruity. we took the basic trends of, you know, trends. It's not a trend anymore, but just ordering local. We don't mm -hmm. say we're farm to table. Yeah. People get all, oh, you're farm to table. No, we're not farm. There are things that come straight from a farm, you know, still has the dirt on it. Yes. Would I say we're farm to table? Mm -hmm. No, I hate that, that stigma. Right. You have to, like, fulfill some... You know, things... It just sounds... Well, and we it's... Get, the, listen, we don't grow sugar in Missouri, okay? It's, like, yeah, they, right, I get right, sugar yeah, yeah, yeah. in... It's yeah. like the, sa the same menu, yeah. too. Yeah. It, like, you know, if you go five years back, it's like... All right. Yeah. Know, so, you know, we get people that come in that get pissed off we don't have a, a spinach tomato omelet. I'm like, hmm. okay, but you're here. So you yeah. wanted to try something different. Yeah. So here, here's our options. Here's yeah. our locally grown mushroom frittata. Mushrooms naturally, shout out. Sure, yeah. JT, yeah. you're awesome. <laughs> and, you know, and by the time they leave, they go from, I hate this communal seating, I'm sitting next to somebody I don't know, and where the fuck is my omelet? <laughs> and then they, by, the time, by the time they leave, they're like, this frittata was awesome, and this guy lives right next to me, I didn't even know it, you know, and they end up sure, leaving. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that that's where most of our successes come in where the people like thought we were gonna run into closed-minded individuals in Crestwood mm -hmm. and I have found them to be like insanely open-minded and which I was counting on and honestly it's like we'll get like an older couple come in and we're like snake in the grass watch out like they're gonna hate us and by the time we leave like we have a conversation with them and just interact and you know by the time they leave they're like we love you guys we'll be back it's like they so, were ready for it or something and yeah. and i felt like they, we all we felt like they were and you know i'm thankful that you went you know, for it yeah and it was i think it's about price point what you're doing being sure. inviting and making sure everybody's comfortable and you know yeah and I, it's really it, so, i've yeah. only heard like great things yeah about I've you I've like i've never heard, heard anyone yeah and it, so it seems like what you you're know, doing. I really appreciate lies. You can keep telling me. <laughs> no, it's all true. I it's really, all true. I know I look really pretty today, so uh, you can tell me that too, and I'll believe you. So thank uh, you. This is, yeah, this is what what eight hours on the line on a Sunday morning looks like. I have a view on that. Yeah, right. Cheers. Y'all yeah. clean up real oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> like, I um, shout out to Big O Facebook. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Yeah. all the Big O. Thanks, Billy. Yeah. This is why the f bomb has been dropped so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I was it just makes me so impressive. Oh. Uh, 
Please All right, you guys, this has been super, super lovely, but we have to evacuate Steve's second floor pretty soon. You know, he's been super nice. Thanks, Steve, for Yay. letting us be here. Oh, yeah. So, if we just join his next party, I'm pretty sure we'd be the life of the party. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So... We, I, I don't even know if I told you guys why I was bringing you all together, you brave souls for coming, but okay, so Charles and I have been doing this podcast for a year. I really can't even believe it, and all of you guys have been guests in the past year, and you agreed to come, so Samantha, Billy, Carrie, John, Mary, Mikey, Jody, you weren't, but you joined us, thank you anyway, and Burke. And Charles is my co-host. Um, I love you guys so much. I love everybody who's been in town, like who we've been able to have the privilege to know. And I'm really pleased. Oh, and Steve's back too. And Steve was a guest too. Yep. So Steve came back for the ending. And I really love what we we're able to do in town. And I hope that we can continue to do this for another year. So Yay. thank you guys. Keep eating stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Done. Well, hi, you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it if you listened to the whole thing, if you got through that. Thank you so much for sticking with us. So that's just a short little exit I have. Um, Thanks so much from Charlie and me for everything that you support us with through We Eat Stuff and our podcast and our photos. And we look forward to continue serving you in the future. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.